All right. Whew. See, I like it. I like being part of a church that we never know what God's going to do. If we can figure out God and we control what he does, it's going to get messy. It is. Because I don't have that much grace. I don't have that much kindness. I don't have that much patience. I don't think God shares patience because he's like, I can't, I can't give this away. It is a very precious commodity. Have you seen the people? <laughs> you have your, exactly. You guys, that's right. You guys, when I get hungry, you know, I told Matt, the, I told Matt yesterday and I said, I understand you have three women living in the house. I said, this is a moment. I said, right now I'm talking to you, and right now my brain is right. I said, but you need to shut your mouth, because if you get us going, it's going to be bad. I'm just telling you, put your head down and keep going when we all of a sudden start attacking you all together, but then we turn to each other and we're like, hey, baby, how are you? It's okay, mama's good. You know, and then you, you were like, hey, do you want a sandwich? And I'm like, don't tell me I'm fat! <laughs> I'm like, you got to come. I'm like, you got to just know, like, the grace of the Lord. Like, my mouth has to be shut or something because you, you guys, you know what it's like living yeah. with women. Yeah. You know, God says he heals all sickness. Well, women, we sometimes have an imbalance in our brain. It is a real thing. Yeah. It is a real thing. Okay? So come bearing chocolate, lay hands on us. Don't tell us you're laying hands on us because then we're probably going to get mad too. Like, you think something's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with me. Oh, so I am very thankful for Matt because he is an even, very even-tempered man. So God said, you know what? He's so even-tempered. He loves me so much. You know, I need somewhere to put these girls. So God blessed him with all girls because he said, you know, you can handle it. You know, there's some guys and you're like, they have all boys for a reason. You get a girl in that mix, it's all going downhill. Hmm. Okay, well, let's start what I actually came here to talk to you. <laughs> We're going to talk about loving people who don't like us. Yay! Some of us have more people that don't like us than others. Okay. You know, you ever meet someone? Some, we had our friend. His name was Tom. Um, he's passed now, uh, and when, I, when we met him, I said, there is not anybody, like, everybody liked him, like, everybody. He never had an issue with people. Like, he, I said, if I had to say who had the closest walk I've ever seen in my life to Jesus, it was our friend Tom. You know, he never, never said anything bad about people, ever. Like, even in that, like, I'm just frustrated you know, and the worst thing I remember being in his house, and he, this a political person that came knocking at the door and gave him a pamphlet, and um, and he shut the door and he said, you know, Sarah, I just don't care a lot for that man. That's the worst thing he's ever said. And I'm like, I'm like, I want to be like you. Like, you're following Jesus. I, your footsteps are close. To, I'm going right behind. I mean, you know, like, it's great if you're that person. Everybody loves you because. You know, you don't have that many. But, you know, maybe over here where maybe I have a little bit more of a sandpaper personality. (laughs) I rub off all the imperfections, but it doesn't always feel good when you get those people that you're like, oh, everyone's mean to me. And, and, 
And they're like, no, stop. You're being ridiculous. Those people, you're, you want them to be like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you, you know? You want the times in those times, right? And they're just like, you're so great. You don't want the Sarahs who are like, no, mm-mm, I don't care. Just do it. You're fine. You know better, you know? Fall down the stairs. Well, you should have watched where you're going. <laughs> no, I will promise that after I'm done laughing, I will help you up. No, wait, that's mad, isn't it? When you're... Kaylee, don't fall downstairs by him when you're pregnant. Mm-mm. He laughs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What am I talking about? <laughs> so we've all, you guys have had people that don't like you. Some have a good reason not to like you. Some don't have a good reason not to like you. Some people don't like you because of your personality. Some people don't like you because of your lifestyle. Some people don't like you just because they don't like the way you look. Some people like you because you're too darn nice. You know what I mean? So when you're having a bad day and God sends a bunch of really nice people to just, how are you doing? You know what I mean? You're like, no, I want you to feel as miserable as I do right now. You know? Yeah. 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 We can laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's good. To- <laughs> Uh, this morning I didn't want to get up, and I didn't want to preach. I was like, oh, I wonder if Matt has something. I'm really tired. And God said, well, I didn't ask Matt to speak today. I asked you. So I was like, all right, okay. So I'm going to read. So we have these enemies. You know, we, we encounter people that we think they're our enemy. They're against us. We think that anyways. But in Matthew 5, um, 43 through 45, I'm going to read it out of the easy reading version, but you can read it out of whatever version you need. It says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. Pray for those who treat you badly. If you do this, you will be children who are truly like your father in heaven. He lets the sun rise on all people, whether they're good or bad. He sends rain to those who do right and to those who do wrong. So I'm saying I'm living and doing all this stuff right, and I got a list of all good I am, and you're saying he's going to let the sun shine on them and me? Doesn't that make you mad when the person that hurts you, something good happens in their life, and you're like, I'm over here doing the right thing. They're lying and cheating and stealing, and here they are getting blessed. They have the best jobs. They're always healthy. You know, everything's going right for them, and I'm over here serving you, coming to church, setting up chairs, you know, talking to people. I'm a giver. I'm a tither. I love people. I'm praying for everyone, and here I am. I'm broke. I'm sick. I'm down and out. You know, it makes you kind of like, I should get the sun. You know, because we, we somehow think that we're entitled to everything. I don't know if that's an American thing or what, or, you know. But we get there where we start having offense. We get, we have people that were like, they're my enemy. I don't like, you know what, they're against me. I don't like that about them, you know. And we start, we start mistreating, we start building this case because it's painful, right? It is painful, especially if you've had a relationship, a friendship, or anything and that, all of a sudden, a wedge comes in there, it is painful when someone betrays you. Even if it's something little or if it's something big or if someone hurts your kids. If you are a parent, you can go through a lot, but someone hurts your kids and it is over. You know what I mean? You are like, all of a sudden, you turn around, Hulk smash, you're running through. I mean, it gets, nobody's hurting my kids except me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's, I think that only goes for moms because we brought them into the world. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Take you out. That's right. Uh, I did have three children, but you know. <laughs> oh, it is painful. So how do we do that? How do we do what it says in Matthew? How do we... How do we pray for, bless, and love people who continually hurt us, who talk bad about us, who try to mess... I mean, there's people that probably are in your life that try to make you look bad. Man, when you have that, I mean, I don't know about... Because I'm a girl, I can't speak for boys, but in high school, you do something well, Every girl is going to try to make you look bad, you know? All, they don't really care how they look. They just want to make sure they're better than. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at least I'm not this. We're not saying, okay, God, you created me to be this. We're like, at least I'm better than. That is such a dangerous place to be, you know? Because we get this false sense like, oh, we're right in God's eyes, because at least I don't do this, this, and this. God's like, oh, yeah, but you probably can't see around your pride and arrogance. Let me move that for you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very painful. You know, our emotions cry out, God, this is not fair. Do you know what they did to me? It's not right. Justice-orientated people, don't raise your hand. We already know who you are. You know, there are people that God has put in their goal. They are very justice-orientated. And, and, you know, you know those people. Because I am one of those people. If you don't know, <laughs> you know, I've gotten better. But, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, no, I see what's right, and I want to fix it. And God's like, you know, sometimes it takes more than just you fixing it. I, I got this handled. Yeah. But in God's perspective, he's given you a great opportunity how you get to react, how you get to respond, you know? We need to respond to God instead of people. God sees them how he created them. He doesn't see them the way we see them. You know, we see them because hurt, pain, things in our own life sometimes make us, you know, when I was struggling with authority, like every authority per figure was scary. It didn't matter if they were a boss, you know, a minister of the word. It didn't matter if, like, they owned a business. I'm like, oh, my gosh, all authority is bad because I had authority figures that hurt me so badly in my life that now if you're an authority, you're probably a jerk and you probably got there because, you know, you, know, you did all of these things you shouldn't do. And God said, oh, Sarah, just letting you know that's not really a right thought, you know. He let me cry a while over it. You know what I mean? Because he does that. He's saying, don't, you know, he loves us unconditionally. It's not based on our behavior. Because if my relationship with God was based on my behavior, and I'm someone who loves the Lord, knows him, I've spent a lot of time studying his word, and I'm thinking, oh, thank you, Lord, it is not my, my behavior that you love me. He's like, I love you in spite of your behavior. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like every human. Hmm. Because he sent his son to die for everybody, 
all human, all hu- humankind, right? That's what I'm saying. All humankind. You know, his son came to redeem us. The problem is not everyone is reconciled to Christ. That comes through salvation, right? But it doesn't change that he came to redeem everyone, whether they're Christians or pre-Christians. I only see two types of people in the world, Christians and pre-Christians. People that have not been reconciled to Jesus yet. We ain't, we're not to the end of this, this earth. We're not to the end of this world. Yet. Yet. So we have to look at when people hurt us, you know. I mean, I've been pretty like, like I've been like, oh, Lord, I'm watching the destruction of their life. This feels good. You know, and then after a while, God's like, oh, how does it feel now, Sarah? You know, and, you know, wakes you up in the middle of the night to pray for these people. And you're like, I don't want to. He's like, oh, but you thought that felt good because they were getting what they deserve. Now you aren't going to get sleep or anything else. You want what you do. And I'm like, no, Lord, I'm so sorry. No, bless them more than me. If you want me to give anything, I will give them everything of mine. Just don't let me feel this way anymore. So we're all redeemed, but we're just, there are some that have not been reconciled to Christ yet. And that's all right, because you know what? He sent you and you and you and you and you and you and all of us. To help in that process because he's so good he's like we're a kingdom we're a family we work together there's no you know what jesus started he's the king we all are in the family so we all are about the family business okay um you know we we tend to perceive people as enemy how many of you guys especially have had someone that maybe you're like this is like my enemy they're like against me like sometime in your life you know yeah. be honest every if you don't have your hand raised you a liar <laughs> You know, whether you were a little kid, like when I had like a vendetta against this girl when I was in kindergarten and like when she got on the bus, I like tried to trip her and stuff, you know what I mean? And she was really mean to me, you know what I mean? Ended up that I scrubbed her face across the cement and I got in trouble, but you know, and then I thought, you know what? I think the problem might have been me. (laughs) Don't do that to people. I don't know why I said that. Like confessing my sins here. <laughs> um, now I feel bad. You know, and what happened is all those times like in high school when I thought, I, these are my enemies, these people are against me. You know how many people just in the past five years God has brought back in my life and you know what I do to them? I have to go up to them. And I said, hey, yeah, do you remember me from high school? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember you. I'm like, did I do something that hurt you? Because I was really kind of a jerk back then. And they're like, yeah, you actually were really mean to me. And I was like... I'm so sorry. I said, I was just dumb. I was not a good person. You know what I mean? And God just sends floods of that. And the more you do that, the more you realize, wow, nobody's my enemy because I was somebody's enemy. You know what I mean? It made me realize, how can I have, how can I put someone as an enemy? And when you have to do that a lot, you know, it's getting less and less. Whether I've went through all those people, but I'm not creating new enemies. I'm not creating new enemies. Mm. Whew, the Lord is speaking to me today too. I don't even have any of that stuff in my notes. Mm-hmm. So we can perceive people as our enemies, but really we only have one true enemy. That's right. It's, it's the devil. It's, the, it's Satan. He is our only true enemy. We're too busy fighting all these little fights with people. And the worst thing is, most of the people we're fighting with are people that are in the body of Christ. 
We're not even fighting people who don't, you know, who aren't even saved and haven't heard about Jesus. We're just fighting over who sets up chairs the best and who, you know, who can do this and who can do that. And if they show up on time and, and you know what, do they go to Bible study like me and blah, blah. Oh my gosh. Well, do they believe the exact same doctrine that I do? I don't like them. Our enemies are in the church is the problem. <laughs> like, I would say the majority of the people I haven't liked have been other Christians. I really love people who don't know the Lord. <laughs> All you guys are my problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. That's a, you guys, this is a good day. You know, people can just, they, they can't be our enemies. They can bring you a lot of pain. They can bring you misunderstanding. They can bring you offense. You can definitely have disagreement, but they're not your enemy. I mean, pain definitely. People are like the most painful thing you can endure. Like, I mean, if you get hurt, that's painful. It goes away. But for some reason, because God loved us so much and he wanted us to have free will and choice, he made it so emotional pain is so much deeper than physical pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why people do that, like, what is that, UFC fighting? I'm like, why would you punch each other in the face over and over? Yeah. Because you know what? Physical pain goes like that, emotional pain. He's like, that's why I want you guys to treat each other. I want you to recognize that you're not enemies with each other. So, you know, really, there's only one true victor, and that's Good job, Jesus, see? Jesus, he's the only victor there is. He already took the entire war, and he won it. We're just cleaning up little battles. We're going into the little foxholes, and we're finding all the junk that's left behind. But the war is over. He already did it. Victory is his. And he says, because I'm your king, victory is yours. How good is that? It's good. So we go back up to Matthew. Okay, what do we need to do? What do we do when people we just don't like or they just don't like us? What do we do? Pray for them. It said right there in Matthew. Oh, Lord, let me pray. I pray that their car breaks down. (laughs) I pray that they fall when they go on the ice, and it's hilarious. And I get it on video so I can post it to YouTube and make a million dollars. No, we probably shouldn't pray those things, right? I mean... (laughs) oh now you have to show me that side you know and then it says you know bless them sending things anonymously sometimes like a need they have or you know giving something you know what I mean maybe it's your time maybe it's other things but man God's like I want you to be set free so I want you to give that you know sometimes when you know we're a fairly new church and you know, sometimes when something new comes in, other churches don't like that. So God's like, when someone has a need in their, in their congregation, you guys are going to take care of it. I'm like, but they don't even like us. They don't even invite us to play. You know? <laughs> and God's like, he's like, I mean, we do, that's how we act, right? It's our church. We're keeping it here. And everything is there, you know, and God's like, actually, I sent you to this community, That's good. to this community. That's 
But if you want to go, you know, live out on an island by yourself, we can do that. You know, because God said, you know what, you want to be set free from that? You take care of what I've asked you to take care of. There should not be lines and division and stipulations of why you should care for people, right? Mm -hmm. So blessing them. We can't react with anger. We have to react with love. It doesn't mean let people walk all over you, you know. Oh, they hurt me. I'm going to go do the same thing. Okay? No, no, no. We just have to recognize that these are training opportunities. Training opportunities. I'm still trying to convince myself of that, so if you hear me say it a lot, um, just, just believe with me. Say, we believe God is going to give you good opportunities, Sarah. Yeah. <sighs> because we're, what we're doing is we're all, we're all up in here hurting each other. Yeah. If we can, and God's like, um, if you could just focus on, you know, my son Jesus, the ministry of reconciliation that I sent with him, um, instead of getting all offended and butthurt, that'd be real great. That'd be great, you guys. Could you just do, could you do that? I mean, I could just see God, hey, um, why you guys, are, could you just hold on a minute, could you just maybe do that? You have like one thing you have to do, one thing, that's it. Like he said, go and tell people about Jesus, that's it, that's the only thing you've got to do. Mm. I love it when God ministers to me. I'll go over my notes a bunch of times and I don't get it. I don't get what he's saying to me until I speak it because I know the anointing of the Lord is on there and then it's revelation. So it's really, I think what's fun for me is that I'm getting it sometimes the first time when you're speaking. I'm like, oh, all excited about it. Goodness, kindness, gentleness. That's how we need to treat people. People do things to us. They say things. They hurt us because they don't know who they are. And it's hard in those situations not to defend yourself, right? When someone has lied about you or believed lies about you, it is hard not to defend yourself, isn't it? Especially when you were right. If it is an outright lie, it is hard not to be like, I got the proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Get your head going. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, Jordan, you are a good snapper. Every time I run into someone who doesn't like me or disagrees with who God created me to be, I want to defend and prove because, you know, it's causing or I want to cause that pain back to them. But the more opportunities I've had to run into, you know, people who disagree, the more opportunities I've gotten to move through with kindness and even laughter. You know, I think one of the most painful things for me most of my life, because I didn't believe it about myself, um, people always told me women couldn't preach. Okay, over and over my life. Like even, I don't know why, but when I was little, I was like the shyest person. I would never speak in public, but I always wanted to. Is that, it is weird. Like I would never do it if they asked, but I always <laughs> wanted to. So then as I began to know who I was, I was like, oh, that was definitely put there by God because, you know, I can't have you take my picture. I'll run, run and, you know, I cried until fifth grade going to school because I couldn't go to school because there was people there. You know what I mean? They're going to look at me. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I seriously, you guys, can you see me? I, I mean, I was this height in fifth grade. My mom, my mom, my mom. Like teachers were like, oh, there comes that girl. Cry, baby, you know? I mean, what was wrong with me? And I look at that. But I have people all the time, they're like, women can't preach. People always tell me. So now I just laugh. And I'm like, <laughs> um, English lesson. You don't like that women preach, but I'm preaching so I can preach. You might, you don't think they should. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Here, you don't think women should preach, but I'm obviously preaching right now so I can preach, right? Come on. So then it can make it funny. It kind of gets them mad, but, you know, I think it's great. Because before I'd get all mad, like, I'm going to show you in God's word. I'm going to tell you. You know what? Let You read this book. They're, when you give them a book and they're already in offense with you, they are not going to read that book. Okay? That book God gave you because it's revelation to you. It is not revelation to them. Okay? They don't need to know that women can preach. God needed me to know that because he said, I need to let you loose. He said, they don't need to be let loose in that, Sarah. I'm not worried about that for them. They're not the one that has to get up there and do that. You do, so you better figure it out. And then I was like, okay, okay, so how are we going to do this, God? You know? You know? And he's like, you're going to start with little babies. Just teach to, like, children. Talk to your dog. My dogs have heard almost every message before you guys do. Matt's been home the last weeks. It's been good, and he couldn't even probably tell you. The animals all just follow me around. They even have a carpet in the bathroom. I don't, I mean, they're worse than children. They just follow me everywhere, and I talk to them all day, and Matt goes, you know, if people saw how you talk to your cat, he cannot answer you. I'm like, shh, don't you talk about my baby sixer that way. It's for you, Paula. <laughs> come on, come on. If you guys haven't met my cat, you're missing out. He's a lovely. He is. Yeah, he, he's my baby. My girls always wanted me to have a boy. And I said, um, you guys don't want, me to, don't want us to have another baby. Because you see how I treat my cat? You know you're going to be second fiddle there because he'll be a baby. I said, no more babies in the house. I can't handle that. You guys were close enough together. So, you know, but I didn't have to. I could get mad at them, get offended, you know, try to convince them. I mean, even recently I've had people like, I don't believe women can preach. I'm like, ah, you, where'd you go to school? Can, should, or what you like. Those aren't the same thing. You know, I could get all mad and, or I could just be like, I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep bringing the word of God and I'm not going to worry about that. Because the fact that they know I'm preaching means they're aware and they're listening. So if you're listening to this and you don't think I can preach, holla, this one's for you. (laughs) Oh, I bet you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Oh, you guys, I'm just like, this is so much. Is anyone having fun? Because I'm like thinking I'm having a great time today. So... It causes pain. When God tells you, you know, maybe he's like fast over this situation or pray or bless someone you don't like, it's because God knows it's going to cost you something. It's going to 
to align with God, it's going to cost you something to go up to some. I remember when the Lord was teaching me about submission. And he, for a season, he said, I want you to go to Matt and be like, I submit to your decision. You guys look at me. Tell me that was not the... I remember standing in front of Matt one time. And my fists were... I submit to your decision. I mean, I thought I was going to die right there. The Lord's like, your flesh is on fire, Sarah. Good, good. Keep going. You know, and that was only a season. It's not like I do it every, you know. Like now we have such good, God has grown us that he never would, you know what I mean? And it was stupid things like I'd have to submit to, like what we're having for dinner or something because God's like, I need the little things. You know, I'm like, I don't want to. I really didn't. It wasn't even like that. It was like, I, I do not want to. And like, seriously, don't get in my way because I'm just swinging. Like, if you didn't send me Christmas cards. <laughs> okay, I can't breathe. Um, but here's the thing. Sometimes something we value, a relationship, position, you know, and all these things, if it's valuable, it's going to cost something. Okay? You don't walk into a jewelry store and like, can I have your most expensive diamond for free? Yeah, I know. It's because I'm a Christian, so you should just give it to me. But what if they're a Christian and they're believing for their needs to be met? That was real. I know. You're gonna, I'm going to have you like on call be like, <laughs> yeah. There we go. That is good. That is really good. You know, I was, I was studying this thing because like Lana's been having like these facts that she's been learning facts about everything. Like, I'm learning so much because all she does is, like, make slideshows about facts. So if you want to know anything, she probably knows it. Um, But the average millionaire goes bankrupt seven times. That's that's a lot of times. I mean, because they know risk. There's always risk in something that it, it costs something. They have to risk it. They have to put it out there. They're not worried what everyone's going to think about them or what's, you know, they're saying, okay, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I've got to put it out there. I've got to be like, you know what? It might not come back, but I'm putting it out there. When you put yourself out there, there is no guarantee that the response is going to come back the way you want it to. You can be so nice to people and they will come back with hatred. Right? It is true. When people would say, you know, when you know who you are, that's what changes things. It doesn't matter what they do or how they believe. That's not your problem. That's not your decision to make. I'm going to make them believe how I believe. Good luck with that. I have never seen that happen. Um, Usually that's the Holy Spirit's job. So if you think that's your job, you know, I think you need to go on unemployment, okay? That's the Holy Spirit's job. He's really good at it. Um, you know, I, people, I just don't believe that. That's okay. That's fine if you don't believe that. Because God plus one is always the majority. So when I am bringing the word of God, God is there. So I know I'm the majority in that. And you should feel that same way. So it doesn't matter if they believe what you believe. If God is on your side, you don't need everybody to believe the way you believe. 
You don't need your doctrine to be exactly the same as everyone else's because you know what? You don't need to convince them. Mm. It is good. You lining your beliefs up, you know, your doc- they're lining their beliefs up with their doctrine, and I'm saying I'm bel- lining my beliefs up with God. I don't have to tell you that. You go do what you want to do and see the results you have. I'm going to do what I'm going to do and see the results I have. I'm not going to get all mad and go cry. Someone said I can't read. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If I did that, I'd be crying all the time. I've had hate mail. <laughs> people send me hate mail. They tell me that I hate people and that I'm a horrible person because I speak the word of God. Oh, my gosh. They'll send Oh, my. I can't even. Some of the things people have sent me anonymously. <laughs> And now if I cried over all those things, I would just be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what I do? I feel bad for them because they don't know who they are. We, you know, we perceive people as our enemies, but God says, no, they're just people who don't know who they are. That's it. Yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't know who he is because they don't know. You know, if they don't know him, they don't know who they are. And God's like, I put them there to help you grow. Sometimes God puts people and they're the thorn in your side, but guess what? You're probably the thorn in someone else's side. Got to learn to present grace to them. Don't let people walk all over you. How do we have these boundaries, these loving boundaries? Sometimes you have to stand up, but you don't have to stand up with meanness and hatred, hatred and force and manipulation, right? We can stand up. They're still not, they're not going to like you either way, but you can stand up with good boundaries and not act all crazy, right? Because they're not going to like you either way, so you might as well do it with kindness and keep yourself and your heart right. (laughs) Believe we can speak the truth with love and kindness and compassion on those who serve, you know, who serve rules and serve pain. You know, they are dictated by how they feel that day. Their actions, what they say, what they do, it can be dictated. You can watch people who are living in pain instead of moving through it because their actions, their choices, their decisions are dictated by pain. Well, I'm just not going to talk to them. Well, good, I will find someone else to talk to. And we can offer them, we can pray something, pray, and really pray. Yeah. You know, Lord, I hope good things happen to them. Not, you know what I mean? Like, no, like really pray, like, okay, what do they need in their life? Speak those things, declare those things over them. You know, send something in the mail if you have to. If you're real bitter, if you're really in pain, do something big. I mean, the bigger it is, that's like sets you free because they don't get to control you anymore. (laughs) Do you guys, some of you youth that are now in your 20s, do you remember when you'd be like, well, this person made me do this and this person made, and what I would say, I said, go up to them and say, what do you want me to do, master? Mm -hmm. And they're like, that's not my master. I said, yes, they are. They are your master because you are letting them choose how you're going to respond. 
So you get to choose who your master is. We'd all have a master. It's either Jesus or it's all the people that you don't like how they live. It's people that probably don't like how we live. That's okay. We can't be worried about that. We can't live in this offense and this pain forever. There's always going to be someone who is your sandpaper. Sometimes they're sent by God because God's like, I need you to grow up. I got some things for you to do, and you can't do them where you are. Right? And sometimes people have been so hurt and they are so under the influence of the enemy because they've decided to rub elbows there that they're living in that manipulation, that pain, and, they, and, and so they hurt you. Either way, God says, you know what, you're good in either spot. It doesn't matter who's that sandpaper. Guess what? Because they're still smoothing things out and they don't even know. The greatest testimonies I have in my life are the most painful things that have happened to me. The more people I have brought to the Lord, you know, were because of the testimonies I've shared about my life, what Jesus did, then coming up here and just um, saying, God is love, he is good, he loves us. You know what? They don't believe that. They need to say, oh my gosh, you went through this pain, you had this happen to you, and you serve God, tell me more. That's what we want. That's why God says, yeah. I know it's painful and I'm allowing this to go, you to go through this because I know what it's going to produce. You can start producing some things. We don't have the choice to stay offended. We don't have the choice to be hurt and we don't have the choice to be unforgiving. We submitted that to Jesus when we gave him our life. He does not live in those so we cannot because we gave that to him. If you gave your life to Christ, that doesn't mean, I, you, no one says, I borrowed, I borrowed my life to Christ, right? What do we say? I gave my life to Christ. If you gave it, you don't get to choose what you do with it anymore. If you give me $5 and I'm going to go buy chocolate, you don't get to say, I, would, I really wanted you to buy vegetables with that. I'm like, I am getting, I am getting lint truffles, okay? I'm not getting celery. Celery's good too for you, Layla. But do you know what I mean? They don't get to tell me. You don't give me a birthday money and then be like, let me tell you how to spend that. That's the same way. We gave our life to Jesus, so we don't get to live in offense. We don't get to live in hurt, and we don't get to choose to not forgive people. So if you're there, be like, just, you know what? You don't have to do some big thing. Lord, I've been doing that. Here, take these reins back. For some reason, I thought that I had control. You know, you were riding the little pony at Myers, and you thought you had this big old stagecoach. And God's like, okay. And you know, <laughs> he's like, that's not even a real pony. Those aren't real reins. It doesn't even move. It just shakes a little bit, and you think you got this. You got this. Look at you. You're a great rider. You don't got this. Sandy's this big, and she doesn't move. She just shakes a little bit. <laughs> that was not in there. It was so much fun. So... Religion keeps us where rules and doctrines and personal beliefs outweigh the ministry of Jesus. If something is outweighing what Jesus said, I don't care if you learned it at church. Nothing outweighs what Jesus did. 
You know, I look at things and people are like, well, I believe women should do this, and I believe men should do this, and I believe this should be the head, and this should, and I'm like, okay, but what did Jesus say? You believe that. Where'd you get that? From one scripture, but what did Jesus do? He sent the ministry of reconciliation for everybody. Okay, so we can't be in this getting all offended. I don't like what you do. You don't like what I do. Well, you know what? God is continuing to set up churches and communities of people because he said, I want to grow this because if they're not listening anymore, I'm going to do something new. And if you quit listening, guess what? He's saying, I'm going back to Jesus. He's not going to live where his where Jesus isn't welcome, where the Holy Spirit isn't welcome. He's not going to stay there. So you can do all your church things. That doesn't matter. That is not what's going to get you to heaven. You know what? The Holy Spirit goes where it is welcome, you know, where Jesus is king. So if we want to live in unforgiveness and pain and offense, he doesn't live there. So you best be careful because pretty soon he's going to find some new residence because he is not going to stay in light and dark. That's a good word. That's why he said, guess what? I gave you repentance. You can just instantly repent. You know what? Sometimes I got to do that all day long. That's my whole life some days. Some days I can go days without, you know, I'm doing, I'm walking with him. But when we start getting offended and we live there and we got to get this rule book out to know if we're doing what's right, you know how you know to do what's right? You feel it because he lives inside of you. You know if you steal something, you feel wrong, right? Because he lives inside you. It's called the Holy Spirit. He's like, no. When you say something you shouldn't, immediately we're like, oh, I want to crawl into this hole, that. And the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, I tried to keep you from that. We already know. We don't need someone to be like, do this, don't do this, because we already know. We know right from wrong. We're born knowing right from wrong. You know, that's why, that's why you know, when your kids who steal something, when I stole candy when I was five, I stole a bunch of gum. I hid it in my pockets. You know what my downfall was? My sister. I was trying to be nice and share the gum with her in the back of the car where my mom couldn't see. I, I mean, I stole a lot of gum, like 10 packs of gum. You know, so I'm like, you know, I already knew it was wrong because I stole it and then I didn't want to tell anybody except my sister because I thought she would be enjoying my spoils. Well, she ate a bunch of the gum and then you know what she did? Mom! <laughs> you know what my mom did? She made me take my money out of my piggy bank, and then she made me be repentant. You know, she taught me what, I already knew it was wrong, and she made me walk the whole store. I mean, I'm like, before school, she, she stood at the door, and she said, you walk up to that lady, and you give her that money, and you say, I stole from you. I never stole again, because I was, but do you know what I mean? That's, like, that's repentance. We have the opportunity. We can't, you know, I could have lived in there if my mom would have hid that, and been like, oh, we can't let people know that you did that. You know what I mean? You know what she would have taught me? She would have taught me to live opposite of the Spirit of the Lord. To think I could hide things from God. So we are moving into, guess what? There is nobody that doesn't like me. They just don't know they like me at this point, okay? That's how we're going to live. We're going to live like everybody likes me. They just haven't got the memo yet, and that's okay. Okay, so that's how we all need to be. They just don't know they like me. That's why the first thing I always say is, you're going to be my new best friend. Because I know immediately they don't like me. So, the, so if I've told you that you're going to be my new best friend, like when I first met you, because I already knew you didn't like me, but now you do, so you're all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I know that they're now my enemy. 
We are not each other's enemy. We have one enemy on this earth, and we're here to spread the gospel before he spreads pain and offense and hurt. So I'm just going to pray.